0: <clears throat> hey, hi, Reg. Whoa, look at this. What? This? Man, why is this microphone always crazy when they come in here? All right, you ready to go? How you doing? Thumbs up? Good, me too. All right. <clears throat> Let's get started here. Put it in the books, 384. Okay? You all set with the button there? Okay, I see that trigger finger. He's ready to go. Not too fast, not too slow. All right, here we go. Star, smile, strong. Ready? Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. Lo and behold, there we are. Just waiting for you to click on and click out. (laughs) Listening is certainly a major part of being a regular visitor to this podcast but almost as important as to get out there and spread the word so tell your friends tell your family tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is elton jim's captain podtastic and it should be theirs too your loyalty and devotion is much appreciated and it's getting around christmas time now you never know what might be in your stocking don't forget if you like what you hear you can go crazy. You can be enveloped, if you will, by Elton Jim Podcast. Just go to WGNRadio.com, go to the podcast section, hit the prompt for this podcast, and, and, and then look out. Get out of the way. Rolling thunder. Podcast after podcast, just sitting there waiting. All you have to do is hit Scroll. Or load more, load more and load more. And you could load hundreds of them. Because we've done hundreds of them. In fact, this is number three hundred eighty-four. Well, you know I enjoy talking about pop culture. I fashioned myself for much of my career and my life as kind of a pop culture guru, if you will, I must admit. As time has gone on, um, i'm not, I 'm not as completely engulfed and informed on the pop culture world as I was when I was younger, but you know, I think that's only natural. The culture is always driven by a younger generation, and then the uh, the internet also cut into my expertise <laughs> You know, there was a time when it was, it was, it was nice and cool and fun to have someone like me around because I always knew the answers to that question of what was that movie? Who was that actor? What was that TV show? What was that theme song? What was that song? Who was that band? I always knew the answer. And so I was, I was, I was a valuable asset to some extent. Back in the eighties and nineties man I mean when it came to play trivial pursuit uh people wanted me on their team, especially when you went to got the pink wedge arts and entertainment oh. i was I was good in history I was okay in geography on the the trivial pursuit, but the pink wedge oh that 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 wedge was mine. I owned the pink wedge in trivial pursuit <laughs> but now. Thanks to the Internet, and then thanks to the iPhone or the smartphone, uh, you know, people like me who had this encyclopedia-like knowledge, uh, I knew a lot about nothing, if you will. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's been proven to be true now uh, many years later because now everybody can just look up any answer. There's no question. There's no need for that answer guy to be around. Who was that song? What was that song? What was that band? What was that TV show? What was that movie? What was that line in that movie? It didn't. doesn't matter. It's there. We have such access to, to, to information, both important and frivolous, probably more frivolous than important, which is what I'm going to talk about today, that, uh, yeah, my... Uh, sadly my worth <laughs> uh has diminished quite a bit sadly it's 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 a sad tale uh now everybody just goes oh and even myself sometimes i'll be sitting there we'll be sitting around and i said what's the name of that uh, well if we only had a device that we could just you know plug that question in oh wait we do so yeah a lot of the uh a lot of the assets and a lot of the things that I was kind of schooled in and very well, you know, kind of a valuable part of who I was and what I could offer. The Internet in the last 20 years has pretty much <laughs> pretty much equalized me to some extent. Uh, and now with AI, my gosh, nobody needs a writer, uh, you know. Uh, the the journalism world has been been taken over by uh the internet over the last 25 years or so the broadcasting world has been taken over uh fragmented look at me i'm talking on a podcast now i mean 30 years ago there was no such thing uh and now everybody has one uh it was uh broadcasting and the media at one time was a very difficult uh profession to get into and it was also uh one that uh, was a, a very viable one but now today everybody's in the media i mean who isn't you know who you know i mean I, I mean people still review films i used to be an entertainment writer you know and a and a columnist and things like that now everybody is Everybody's got their own website, podcasts, blog. The role of the, uh, of the entertainment writer or the, the, the theater critic or the movie critic or the TV critic or the music, music critic, uh, it's really, uh, it's disappeared, really. Everybody now comments on everything. So uh, we've certainly come uh, a long way here in our culture, in that it is certainly much more democratic. Now, I would argue that I don't think that the level of knowledge or expertise or insight by so many people common, commenting on everything uh, has—I I think we—the standard has been lowered. But it doesn't matter. That's that's the way it is. That's the way everybody expects it now. So, I think. When you would go back and read, if you read some of the great critics um, of movies and television and, and arts, uh, there was real insight and thought and background knowledge on things. And uh, and that's sadly missing now. People are just hitting like and going on TikTok and saying something is awesome. And that's that's enough. So it's unfortunate. I've said before that, you know, Social media and the Internet has pretty much lowered our standards on a lot of different things. Um, But I still consider myself having, maybe I'm not completely immersed in the pop culture as much. Admittedly, I mean, if you talk to me about, you know, hip hop or rap music or even some of the movies, the, the Marvel movies of the last 20 years and things like that, it's not my cup of tea. It's aimed at a completely different audience, a completely different age group. And, um, you know, I, I've tried, don't get me wrong, I've tried to, to get into that stuff. But it's just, I, I just don't find it uh, my thing. It has nothing to do with age, it has nothing to do with, uh, with generational, I don't think. Because, as I said, from a music standpoint, uh, I was around when rap was starting and i it wasn't my cup of tea 40 years ago so i i'm not being a hypocrite i wasn't really into it i enjoy a melody and a lyric <laughs> uh you know comic book uh, big action movies i uh, you know back in once again in my in my teens and my 20s uh that was just not my thing i wasn't into you know all the 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 like the the Sylvester Stallone action films or the the, uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger action films. I, I, those were not my cup of tea back when they were in their infancy and they started this whole genre. And now, obviously, things have moved on with uh, with the computer generated type of films and, and then the fantasy films, which really. Uh, you could you could you could sort of point to bat, and I loved the original Batman movie, the Tim Burton Batman movie. I was all over that movie. My God, I was a, a huge Batman. I was always a Batman fan to begin with, and uh, and I loved that movie. I saw that movie several times. But if you go back and look at the original Batman film with Michael Keaton, it wasn't filled with crazy computer generated action it was it was more character based not so much plot based there wasn't a big plot to it but it was character based and the and there was it was about the, the acting whether it was over the top like jack nicholson as the joker or whether it was very dark and mysterious and kind of twisted as michael keaton played it that original batman movie may have initially started the entire comic book trend which now dominates hollywood in a great part because of the computer the cgi computer generated graphics that um that make these films um just bigger than life and now they're mining even the most obscure comic book characters and giving them their own films. It's not just about Batman and Superman anymore. Superman came around. The original Superman movie came around in the, in the mid to late seventies. But it didn't really start a huge trend. But I think the, the Tim Burton Batman film really did uh, get people thinking and it really did influence a whole generation. And then when those kids who grew up on that first Batman film by Tim Burton in 89, uh, you know, then people said, wait a minute, I'd like to do that, and and but do it better or do it different. And I think the Iron Man film then with Robert Downey really changed the game. And ever since then, it's been a dominant part of our movie cinema world and once again, our pop culture. Comic books used to be 25 cents printed on the worst paper and the worst ink around. The art was great, but it wasn't the art form that it later came to be because of Batman as well, thanks to Frank Miller in the mid-'80s with the Dark Knight uh, comic books, which really influenced the film as well with, uh, with Michael Keaton and the Tim Burton directed film. See, I know all this stuff. It doesn't matter, though, because it's anywhere on the Internet. But I'm talking about this off the top of my head. But, you know, as I said before, (laughs) the Internet has kind of circumvented my my expertise, sadly. (laughs) But I still, as I said, I still try to keep my toe. And not just, I'm more than my toe. I would say, I I said my whole body isn't immersed in the pop culture as as it used to be. But I would say I'm still waist deep in the big muddy, if you will. So uh, that counts for something. <laughs> I'm still an observer of the pop culture. that's for sure. And I have to say' I, I've, uh, if, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you've heard me say that over the last really, once again, you cannot underestimate the cultural and behavioral influence of the smartphone it It has literally transformed. And some can say for good or for worse, uh, it's probably somewhere in the middle, but our entire existence as humans, and I know that sounds like a quite a lofty phrase, but gosh, think about what the phone, it's not a phone, as I said, we need to give it a different name at this point, but think of what that smartphone, the way, I mean, things we take for granted now. 5 or 10 years ago were not possible. And that phone has only been around now for 16 years. 2007 is when the smartphone was in, was was introduced. 2007. 16 years. And I don't think we can even remember a time without it. But uh, it's really, uh, you know, changed everything to, to such a great extent. You can't even fathom it. And what we've seen now in the pop culture world, because that phone is so dominant, and because its dominance in the culture, and especially in the business of our culture. I've said this on many occasions. Our culture right now is driven by the smartphone, and therefore it is also driven by the likes and the preferences and the worldview of a 14-year-old girl. And that is not... I'm not denigrating that. I'm just saying that's who's driving our culture because that age group is the one that is most into the cell phone. Now, some kids don't even get cell phones until they're about 14 or 15 or 16. But I don't know. I think... Everybody says that, but I don't know how much that's true. I don't have kids, so I don't know. But in today's world, it's hard for me to believe. But when you see what is driving the culture, it's basically young teenage girls. And as I said, I'm not not denigrating that. I'm just stating a fact. The music, the movies, the fashion... Uh, the trends if you look at what's popular now it's all driven by by the the likes or preferences of a of a young teenage girl they're the ones who are hitting like and are viewing about movies and television and music and books and everything else look at the barbie film yes a lot of uh a lot of women came there was a very it was a female empowerment movie no problem no question about that but but who plays with barbies young girls right and even if they don't play with them when they're 14 or 15 their memories of playing with the dolls are only four or five years away as opposed to an older woman in their 30s or 40s even 50s or 60s who haven't played with a barbie doll in 30 or 40 years so there's no doubt that that movie was aimed at young women and in many ways young girls who were just, if they weren't still playing with Barbies, they just finished playing with them three or four or five years ago. So it's still close into their, into their world. They've only been around for 14 years. But all the, you know, I mean, TikTok, go on TikTok. Who's on TikTok? Yes, there's more young adults now because it's supposed, now, I mean, you know, TikTok is a, is a, is a career choice. But the early days of it, and still, you know, who's watching 18 and 19 or 20-year-old girls talking about makeup tips, talking about fashion, talking about boys, talking about how to meet boys, talking about, oh, here's here's what I'm going to wear tonight, or here's the makeup I'm going to wear tonight before I go out. Who do you think's watching that? Young girls. In the last... 10 or 15 the last 10 years of the of the iPhone. What has been the biggest app or upgrade? The iPhone, sadly, and the and the smartphone has not, in terms of capabilities, has not moved as as, as forward as I would have hoped or thought it would have. In terms of, of capabilities. But what, what, so what, here, the new iPhone just came out, right? The new I 15, iPhone 15. And what, what was the big thing about it? Once again, the camera was, was elevated and upgraded. Well, who takes pictures of themselves? Certainly everybody in the world does now, right? I mean, but who really takes pictures of everything they do? Teenage girls, everything they do, look at me, I'm at home, I'm watching, that. The, they're, they're always taking pictures of themselves doing something. They're always on there texting and sharing and that's what That's what young teenage kids do, mostly girls. The boys are still outside playing around. But the girls are on that phone. So all the the apps that are developed are aimed at a 14-year-old girl. What would a 14-year-old girl want? Why do you think there's been such a growth in emojis? Most guys, if they are texting, they don't use emojis, especially with hearts on them. Or smiley faces, or, or, or rainbows. Who uses that? Young girls. So... That's where we're at. We certainly have, I mean, for good, you know, like I said, the movies that come out, they're aimed at teenagers. The music that comes out, aimed at teenagers. It always has been, but, but it's younger than it used to be. Because that's the age group. The other thing about the, the, the iPhone 15, oh, it's got titanium now, titanium. Oh, it looks better. It's a little smaller. Smaller it's a little smaller well you know who has small hands young teenage girls oh it's got a it's got this titanium look for the look well who cares about how things look in their hands? fashion conscious young girls so whether you know it or not our culture is not driven by some high-minded visionary type of things it's 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 guided by 14-year-old girls. We could see that. Which comes to my main point today. Right now, in the zeitgeist of our pop culture, what's the biggest story that has hit in the last week and a half? Well, I'll tell you what it is, if you can't guess it. Taylor Swift's latest boyfriend. Now, if that doesn't cement the fact that our culture is run by young girls, then I can't tell you what it is. I mean, we've got we've got wars in uh, in uh, in the Ukraine, in Ukraine, no more than before that, in Ukraine. Uh, We've got crime problems, robberies, carjackings. We've got presidential politics now full and front and center. Questions about the viability of uh, the current president based on his age. Uh, The leading Republican candidate who has been indicted and yet seems to be more popular than ever. We've got a lot of huge issues going on in this world. Everybody's still talking about climate change and and so much. There are so many big issues and problems to solve in our world. And the biggest story that's gained the most attention, that has everybody talking about it, whether they know that much about it or not, is Taylor Swift's new boyfriend. Travis Kelsey, the tight end on the, Kansas City, on the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, once again, this year, I said this before, when, when 2023 goes down in the, in, the, in the history books, which is only three months from now or so, this is clearly the year of Taylor and Barbie. No question. There was no other bigger stories, sadly, in, this, in our last year. Culture-wise, at least. There's been not much good to say on those other bigger issues that are affecting us. There's still inflation. There's still crime problems. There's all those problems. There's a huge immigration problem. Uh, Our cities now are being overrun, and cities are, 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 are grasping to deal with this huge influx. And amidst all these problems that are very difficult to not only handle, but ultimately solve, and the biggest story in the last couple of weeks was Taylor Swift's new boyfriend. Now, first of all, in the beginning, in the middle of this year, and the, you know during the summer, the Taylor Swift concert tour was a was a juggernaut bringing in hundreds of millions of dollars. It's a good chance when this tour goes to Europe or goes abroad internationally it is going to break the all-time music tour record which was just recently set by Elton John for his farewell tour at about $900 million total in gross receipts. But there's no doubt that that the amazing business that it did in the United States, filling up football stadiums, when it goes internationally, it's going to go over the $1 billion mark. And she has sold probably more than, Two or three hundred million dollars worth of merchandise. The people going to those Taylor Swift concerts were getting there two or three hours ahead of time just to stand in line for two to three hours for a t-shirt or a hoodie or a friendship bracelet. That era's tour by, by, uh, by Taylor Swift was a phenomenon. And now that she's, got, she's off tour for a little break, we thought, well, maybe we won't hear too much from Taylor. And then, boom! All of a sudden, Taylor Swift. There were rumors two or three or four weeks ago that Taylor Swift might be going out with Travis Kelsey, who is the uh, you know Pro Bowl tight end on the Kansas City Chief, one of the one of the best players on the team, and certainly, you know, has. His persona has been elevated since they just won the Super Bowl again last year. So defending Super Bowl champ, Kansas City Chiefs. And so Taylor has certainly, I mean, her love life is well-documented, not only by the press, but by herself. Oftentimes she writes about her, Romances, either while she's in them or even more stingingly after they have ended. And her breakup songs or her kiss-off songs to her former boyfriends are among her most popular ones. So Taylor Swift's dating life is almost as big of a topic as her music is and her career is. So once she gets off this, this mega millions earning tour for several months, boom, she comes right back and gets back into that dating pool. And so lo and behold, there were these little rumors floating around on the internet, on social media that Taylor might be seeing Travis Kelsey of the uh, of the chiefs but it really wasn't confirmed until <laughs> until the bears game a couple of weeks ago on national television it was the late game 3 p.m. nationally the big game that was being sent around the country, not just regionally, the big late afternoon game, Bears versus Kansas City in Kansas City, defending world champs. Game was a embarrassment uh, for the Chicago Bears. It's become a national and civic embarrassment at their complete ineptness, but that's another topic. But because of the game being so boring, it was like, what thirty-four to nothing in the in the first half or something? It was a it was a trouncing. The final was forty-one to ten. But it was a complete domination and a complete trouncing. The game was so boring that suddenly the producers were looking for something else to show or to, you know, an announcer is something to talk about because the game certainly wasn't interesting. In fact, in Chicago and Kansas City, you know, the fans here got to, in both of those cities, got to watch the whole game. But that game was so bad, it was such a one sided, embarrassing affair that nationally, in many markets, Fox switched over to a different game. They left the Bear game. They left the Bears in Kansas City game by at halftime because it was it was not even worth it. That's how how horrible the Bears are at this point. Of which I must say, at least on my Facebook page, not so much here. I don't talk too much about sports on the podcast. Um, before the season started, just as a little footnote, I did while everybody was in the Chicago area especially was was filled with this delusional. Uh, blind faith, optimism that for some reason the Bears are going to be a good team this year and actually maybe win their division, which was such ridiculous folly. I posted on my Facebook page on the Friday before the first game that they played the Packers. I said, just so you know, everybody, the Bears will be five and twelve this year, and I'm being generous. Um, and they are not going to win the division, and they are not going to make the playoffs. That's a fantasy. Um, they're going to be in dead last or close to it. That's reality. And that's exactly where we're at right here. Uh, but that's beside the point. Because now, because the game on the field was so terrible, all of a sudden it was noticed that, lo and behold, who was in a luxury suite watching the Kansas City game In Kansas City, Tay-Tay, Taylor Swift, sitting right next to Travis Kelsey's mother. So suddenly the rumors that had been floating around for a few weeks or so about a possible new romance for Taylor with Travis Kelsey seemed to be all but confirmed. Confirmed but there was such a fascination with taylor swift being at this game not only during the game they continually cut back to the luxury suite to see her cheering and pounding on the glass and high-fiving and because you know and then kelsey actually scored a touchdown even more so and as i'm watching this every every good play especially the kelsey made boom the camera went back to the luxury suite to show Tay Tay cheering and, and, and jumping around. And of course the announcers then were I'm sure were handed notes with the titles of Taylor Swift songs that they could work into the conversation like, Well, it doesn't look like the the Bears will be able to shake this off. Ha ha ha, brother. But there was clearly a fascination with Taylor Swift being at this football game after these rumors of a possible romance with Travis Kelsey, and this seemed to to confirm it. And once again, as I'm here, so here we are, you'd think that, that of all the things of our culture, that might be resistant to the 14-year-old girl mindset of our pop culture today, now even the NFL, which I would have thought would have been immune to that because it's still one of the last vestiges uh, that men are allowed to partake in where it's not culturally... Uh, admonished. Football, the NFL is somehow has been able to, you know, with its masculinity, you know, masculinity and and, and testosterone uh, is not really um, praised in our society these days. But somehow, violence and masculinity of the NFL, which it is dripping with. Has been able to coexist at the very least. And maybe because of its, uh, maybe it's just because of the, 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 the Super Bowl halftime show, which is certainly now catering more to a younger crowd in terms of the musical choices. This year, they just announced that Usher will be, uh, the halftime show. Last year, it was Rihanna there were you know so clearly the days of rock stars being at the uh being the headliner those days are gone folks if you're waiting to see uh you know if there's a ro- maybe the rolling stones maybe just because they're the last holdover of the original british invasion and you know Mick is 80 years old and stuff maybe the stones but there's no one else In a pure rock world, you are going to continue to see more youth oriented hip hop boy bands, female singers of the day. That's just the way the culture is moving, and it should move that way. But don't say, well, geez, when are they going to have. No, Uh, you know, Pink Floyd isn't playing the Super Bowl halftime show. Those days are over. Billy Joel's not playing that. I don't even think Paul McCartney at this point. Maybe Paul, but I don't even know if he, I don't even think a Beatle at this point would be cool enough in terms of where our culture is. I don't know if, if I don't know how uh, much Paul McCartney and the Beatles are on the radar screen of a 14 year old girl, but certainly Taylor Swift is. No question about that. And as I'm watching a football game, or I thought I was watching a football game. Most of the time I'm seeing shots of Taylor Swift. And once again it feels to me like I'm watching a high school football game. Not an NFL football game. I'm almost it almost felt at times like I was watching a rom-com movie, like a romantic comedy f- uh, movie on 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 Lifetime or something, or the Hallmark channel. Like high school girl goes to you know, the 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 homecoming game to watch her football player boyfriend score a touchdown. It felt very high schoolish, very teeny bopperish, very fourteen-year-old girl-ish. In the middle of a football game, we are more interested in Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Now if this was a Uh, a rom-com film or a Hallmark Channel thing. At the end, we would have seen Taylor run down out of the suite and run through the stands and and run on the crowded field and brush past people and give uh, Travis Kelsey a big hug. That didn't happen. But it might as well have because we were watching basically The romance of at least the moment, the new it couple now officially was ordained on national television, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Now, Taylor Swift, biggest star in the world, no question, Travis Kelsey in the football world, certainly very well-known guy, well-respected, one of the best in his position and on the defending Super Bowl champs. But that team is Patrick Mahomes' team. But not anymore. Not after Tay-Tay gives her blessing. Now Travis Kelsey is the best-known Kansas City chief. There's no question about that. I saw a statistic that his jersey within days... Within one or two days, you know, they sell jerseys, you know, at all the memorabilia stores, Travis Kelsey's Jersey, the sales for his Jersey with his name on the back and his number, Kansas city Jersey, the sales went up 400% in the matter of two or three days, if that. He now is the best-known Kansas City chief because of Taylor Swift. They are now the new it couple, and we got to see that blossoming love affair on national television. I'm sure it warmed the heart of every 14-year-old girl in the world, which is where our culture is going. But as I got a chance to think about it, because of course, you know, as I said before, Taylor's romantic life, her love life, is just as an important part of her allure for her Swifty fans as her music and her other creative projects. Because once again, girls like to talk about boyfriends and romances, right? especially young girls that's their that's on their minds. So Taylor's love life as I said she's actually made it an issue because a lot of her songs and her biggest hit songs are based on her former romances. And she hasn't pulled any punches on some of these former boyfriends. We don't know why they ever broke up, who broke up with who, whatever happened, but we certainly know Taylor's feelings. She's always been vague, but you can always read between the lines in a lot of these songs, especially right after she had a a broken romance. You know, and she is 33 years old. She's not this little teenage girl anymore. So people are saying, hey, you know, when is Tay-Tay going to walk down the aisle here? You know, it's becoming like a marriage watch, just like it was, uh, you know, in the 90s with, uh, with Jennifer Aniston. You know, when is she going to get married? Who is she going to get married to? Well, that's going now. Now Taylor Swift is going through that. So now the latest it couple or the latest it guy is Travis Kelsey. But what was funny as I started to watch this and hear this and it was just dominating and still has been dominating, you know, the question is now, is she going to come to all the games? You know, apparently she doesn't start her tour until November, I guess, when she goes off, uh, you know, and goes to different foreign countries. So she still has some time. She has some downtime. So now the question is, is she going to go to all his games? You know, remember Giselle Bunchen. We would always see Giselle Bunchen. When she was still married to Tom Brady would see her in the luxury box jumping and high-fiving and, and as I as I said before about the Hallmark movie, and she would run on the field with her kids and hug Tom just like a Hallmark movie. Taylor's not at that point yet. So that might be an interesting idea as to where they are in their romance. You know, she's not the wife yet. So maybe she doesn't, she goes to the game, she supports her man, she basically shows the world, "I'm here to see this guy. We're together." She's sitting next to the mom, so every indication is, uh, you know, this is a this is a, a romance now. But she's not necessarily there, you know. She's not. It's it's. I, she's not. The, the, we don't know where the commitment is right now. Like I said, Michelle Bunchin was the wife, so she could bring the kids down and. They could hug after the game. Taylor still, I think we're still in a, in a what if. They're past the friendship stage, I would say. From the story that I heard, uh, Kelsey went to go see a concert of hers and had a friendship bracelet That, that that's a big thing at the Taylor Swift shows, made for her with his number on it or something hey this guy knows what he's doing too folks (laughs) but apparently they didn't they didn't meet up but somehow they got in touch afterwards and they got together and i guess he came to the show she played arrowhead stadium where the chiefs play so once again, he was, uh, this guy knows, his, his, you know, he's he's got some game here in more ways than one. So I guess he put a note, sent a note off to her, a message, said, well, you you sold out and you put on a show at Arrowhead. How about coming back to Arrowhead and let me put on a show for you now? You, you put a show on at Arrowhead. Let me put it on a show for you at Arrowhead. You put a show on for me. I'll put a show on for you. Wow! How do you how do you turn that down? Even if even if he wasn't on our radar screen, you know that's not a bad pickup line. If you if you can if you can uh, be the starting uh, you know tight end on the world champion Kansas City Chiefs, that's not a bad opening line. <laughs> but you know me. I'm always looking uh, at some of the behind the scenes type of thing. And I, I don't relish being the guy that, that carries the, 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 uh, the sharp pin to pop the balloon. But as I said before, being kind of a journalist, that's kind of the way you're trained to kind of look past the obvious and past the facade and look behind the scenes to what's really going on. Now I have absolutely no evidence of anything like this. For all I know, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are two love struck lovebirds. And perhaps this is the most um organic and genuine romance, budding romance, whatever you want to call it. I wish wish nothing but the best for those two young kids. (laughs) But there's also a part of me that likes to look behind some of that. And let me just throw this out as something to keep in mind. I'm not wishing any ill feelings or hopes. I'm not trying to dash anything. I'm not trying to put a a black cow or throw dirt on this budding love affair that the entire country, if not the world, is so fascinated by. The Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey romance. Uh, Just let me offer this as... Something to think about. First of all, as I said before, the Kansas City Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champs. They've won two Super Bowls now. Played an amazing game last year, comeback win, led by Patrick Mahomes. But Travis Kelsey has always been a major, major cog an asset in the offense for the Kansas City Chiefs. No question about that. He's one of Mahomes' favorite targets to throw the ball to. And he's probably one of the best, if not the best, tight ends in the game right now. So not denigrating him at all as a football player. One of the best. But we also must realize that Travis Kelsey, like most of, The people of his generation, certainly people in the limelight today, loves attention and uses social media to elevate and heighten their brand out in the world using social media. I don't know how many people know this, but in 2016... Travis Kelsey was on a reality show. It was called Catching Kelsey. And it was like a version of The Bachelor, the the, the popular show on ABC, where we get to see one man or one woman date Several, go through dates and, and and find supposedly the love of their life amongst 25 or so people, and we see the dating process. I don't know how real these reality shows are, but every we love you know once again, why is this show popular? Because we love to see other people get together. Oh, fix this person up. Fix that. Oh, they would be a good couple. This is all the gossipy stuff. This is once again, the, the, the young girl, 14 year old girl, pop culture view. I'm not, once again, I'm not trying to sound mean here. I'm just telling you that's where our culture is, is aimed. You at least should know that you should know that the stuff that that you're being fed is being thread through a filter of how would a 14 year old girl react to this? That's how our apps are being developed. That's how our TV shows are being developed. That's how our movies are being developed. You need to understand that. It's not good or bad. It's just a, it's just a reality. It's just a fact. But my point is here is that Kelsey isn't just some big dumb jock who happens to meet taylor swift or she noticed him somewhere i think it's important to know that he he's media savvy he had his own tv show where he dated 50 women from 50 different states and we got a chance to see him dating all of these people he was the big eligible bachelor catching kelsey So he's not just some player that is a good player that maybe somehow their paths cross. He clearly has his eye on other ventures than just being on the football. He obviously likes the attention. He obviously wants to be a celebrity in addition to a great football player or at the very very least using – And leveraging his fame on the football field to take it to other areas. And that's not, and that's not, and that's, I'm not putting him down because as we all know, football is a very violent sport. Most of the players do not have long careers. Even if they have a long career, they're still retiring by the age in their late 30s, and if they're lucky, early 40s, but most likely by the, by the end of their, in their mid to late 30s. And, and they have to find a way to make money. Yes, in today's world, the, the superstars do make a ton of money, but they also want to remain vital and relevant. Look at Gronk. Gronkowski, who was the main target of Tom Brady. You see him all over the place now. He's doing commercials for shoes and everything else. He's leveraging that popularity from the field, from the image that he created, so that he can be a, an announcer, or he could be on a TV show, or who knows what can happen, but he's out there. And so it seems to me that that's what Kelsey's doing, too. You just don't put yourself uh, you know, on a show with your name and the title as the eligible bachelor for 50 women if you don't enjoy the limelight and you're not looking to elevate your profile or your brand. So let's not just act like, Oh, this was just this country bumpkin football player that Taylor saw on a game and thought he was cute or somebody introduced. This is a guy that's a little savvy. I told you the way he went about meeting her with the friendship bracelet, with the little line about the Arrowhead stadium. That's a guy who's got game. He's on the defending championship Super Bowl team, and he's not just out to go out with some internet model or some actress. No, no. He's going, hey, if I'm at the top of my game, then I'm going to go out with the top Woman in her game. And right now, the top woman in any game is Taylor Swift. So I'm not saying that they're not compatible, but interesting how a member of the defending Super Bowl team with a high profile somehow. Is attracted to the leading female—not even female—the leading personality in entertainment in the world. Hmm, coincidence or star-crossed love? Now, just now before you, I—I don't want to, I don't want to cast aspersions against Kelsey as a gold digger or using. Taylor Swift's fame, uh, fame to elevate his brand and his notoriety and his name, because Taylor might be just as complicit. She's not going out with a third-string quarterback on the worst team in football, is she? She's not dating the third-string. Tight end on the Denver Broncos, who just got beat a couple weeks ago 70 to 20. She's dating, at least it seems, the starting star tight end on the defending champ, Super Bowl championship team. She's not going for the scrub either. Do you think that she knew that that game was going to give her some exposure? As I said, it was the nationally televised late game. It wasn't just a regional game that was shown in Kansas City and in Chicago. It was the Fox premier late game of the day that went around the country assuring that word got out that she was there in a luxury suite. Certainly a pretty good platform and a pretty good high-profile event to officially announce or certainly give the impression of a budding romance in the luxury suite at a home game in Kansas City, Arrowhead Stadium, defending champs, sitting next to your supposed boyfriend's mother. Orchestrated or not? Hmm. Another interesting thing as to why that game on that day that was going to get that kind of exposure. Do you know that on October 13th, just a couple weeks away, do you know that Taylor Swift has a film debuting of her era's tour? It opens not only in the United States, but around the world, because she's going to go on tour internationally in November. It premieres on October 13th. Hmm. Just a couple of weeks away. Everybody in the world right now is talking about Taylor Swift. That film... Made about 25 or 30 million dollars in pre sale tickets just when it was announced. But now, certainly the United States, if not the world, is Taylor Swift crazy. They were, we were Taylor Swift dominated and Taylor maniaed throughout the summer. Every city she went to, traffic was stopped, store, you know, news was covering it. Internet stories, photos, every city she went to. But now the tour is done for a while, leaving America, certainly. But we can't forget about Taylor, and especially now she's back dominating the, the headlines with this new romance, which is even a bigger deal because of our, you know, who runs our culture. And Taylor now is the dominant figure, top-of-the-mind, it couple, excitement, wonder, all this stuff, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. And look who has a movie coming out just a few weeks after that romance that was hinted at became somewhat confirmed on national television at a football game. ...for the whole country to see. Hmm. Coincidence? Kelsey's name recognition... ...and his jersey sales have gone up immediately. Taylor Swift, after coming off the road... ...certainly is right back where she needs to be... ...at the center of the zeitgeist of our pop culture about a budding new romance just in time for a movie that will be premiering in a couple of weeks. A lot of coincidences. People say, geez, why do you think so many people are buying the Kelsey jersey? I'll tell you why. You know who's buying the Kelsey jersey? It's not 25-year-old guys watching the, 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 the uh, Kansas City games. If they like Travis Kelsey, they've already got his jersey. You know who's buying all those jerseys with Kelsey's name and number on them? 14-year-old girls. Or young girls. And you know why? Because guess what time it is right now? What happens at the end of this month? Oh, is it Halloween? Hmm. What do you think is going to be the number one costume for couples this year? What young girl in her teens or early 20s who has a boyfriend... Is not gonna want to go to their Halloween party with their new smart iPhone 15 and their and their new uh, elevated pixelated camera on that phone. What young teenage or early twenties girl, or even early thirties, who has a boyfriend? or a budding boyfriend, even better, will not want to go to a Halloween party and take countless selfies of her and her boyfriend dressed in the costume of 2023. If you thought it was going to be Barbie and Ken, which would have been a really good bet, and that still may be close... And it still might be the dominant one for this Halloween. That might be. Barbie and Ken may be the big couple's costume at Halloween. But I believe that right on the tail and right on the heels of that will be the costume for young couples will be Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And the guy will wear a Kansas City hat or helmet And the Kelsey jersey, which his girlfriend is buying right now online. And she's going to be able to dress up and put on a wig, or if she's got blonde hair, and be Taylor Swift. I guarantee you, in addition to Barbie and Ken, the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey costume is going to be the big Halloween costume of 2023. Just in time. During the football season. Where Travis Kelsey will be playing all year on the defending Super Bowl championship team. And just through the time when Taylor Swift's new movie comes out and her international tour begins in a quest to break the billion dollar mark and become the biggest grossing tour, musical tour of all time. Are all these coincidences? I'm not trying to put cold water on their budding romance. For all I know, Taylor and Travis are a match made in heaven. They will get married. They will have a long, beautiful love affair and a long, beautiful life together. I I wish them the best. But don't underestimate the PR and marketing aspect of this new romance. And at this point, I think we could put that in quotes. Remember a couple of years ago, Nobody could understand or figure out how Pete Davidson, the so-called comedian from Saturday Night Live, I think you understand my view of Pete Davidson with that comment, the so-called comedian from Saturday Night Live was dating Kim Kardashian, and no one could figure this out. Kind of a dorky guy. She just was divorcing Kanye West one of the biggest music personalities in the world, divorcing him to go out with Pete Davidson. And no one could figure it out. Until we realized that their quote-unquote romance was being filmed for the new season of the Kardashian TV show featuring... Pete Davidson in those episodes. Hmm. Could it be that that romance was clearly a PR move to create some content for the show, the upcoming show, and to create some buzz about that show? Pete Davidson has had five different girlfriends since, since that happened but it certainly created some buzz it became they became the it couple and that romance quote unquote was featured on the kardashian show hmm so here we have an attention starved football player who up to this point is a is a very well respected well liked popular player on the Super Bowl Kansas City Chiefs and a major player and a major key to their success, but also playing second fiddle to Patrick Mahomes. But now suddenly, in one weekend, Travis Kelsey is now, it can be argued, the most popular player at least for the moment, Kansas City Chief. Hmm. Tri- Taylor Swift is embarking on an international tour in a couple of months. Always good to sell tickets. So the Taylor Mania will cross the Atlantic and cross the Pacific. It conquered America, but there's a lot more out there to conquer. Can't take those those ticket sales for granted. Also has a movie coming out within weeks, and suddenly, when the Taylor Mania of the summer died down and we weren't hearing too much about Taylor, ba 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 boom, a PR marketing dream, a budding romance just weeks before the premiere of her new movie and just a month or so before the beginning of her international tour she doesn't pick a third string quarterback on the worst team in football she picks one of the best players on the defending championship team to go out with Hmm. i wonder only time will tell to see what happens to the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, quote-unquote, romance. It may lead to engagement and marriage and family and kids and, and 40 years of wedded bliss. Or it may end by either the end of the football season or the end of Taylor's international tour. It'll be interesting to see what will happen with this new romance. Don't get me wrong. We have always been fascinated by the love lives of celebrities. Going back to the very beginning. The Hollywood gossip films with Elizabeth Taylor and, 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 and Richard Burton and you name it. But in today's world, driven by the internet, driven by social media, and driven by 14-year-old girls' romance and boyfriends and who's going out with who has taken on an elevated importance in our culture because it speaks to the main demographic and main group that's driving our culture. The world is a buzz about Taylor Swift and Kelsey Travis because young girls are a buzz. Their favorite singer, their favorite idol. Taylor Swift has a new boyfriend. They didn't know who, three weeks ago, they didn't know who Travis Kelsey even existed in the world. Even though he's been one of the best players in football for the last 10 or 15 years, 10 years or so, they don't care. They didn't know he existed, but they know now. They're buying those jerseys. They're going to go to, on, to Halloween dressed like Taylor and Travis. So we'll just see what happens. Is it everlasting love? Or is it a romance to help sell jerseys and tickets? and so ends another episode of elton jim's captain podtastic every monday a new episode is posted at wgnradio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast we are there and don't forget to tell your friends tell your family tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is elton jim's captain podtastic and it should be theirs too your loyalty and devotion are much appreciated Hope you enjoyed episode number 384. I'm Jim Toronto. I am here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic from the end of the web to your screen.